Hey, it's Justo here from the H2G Radio Network. Have you always wanted to get involved in podcasting? Right now, we're looking to grow our H2G family. So if you want to get involved in podcasting, videography, photography, editing, or producing, contact H2G Radio at justthosebestlive at gmail.com. That's J-U-S-T-O-S-B-E-S-T at gmail.com. H2G Radio Network. By podcasters, for podcasters. What's up, everybody? It's Wednesday, September 21st. Uh, we are in the second week of football, so we're going to talk all about it here on the Wire Sports Podcast, and it starts right now. Yeah. I'm going in as first and ten. I'm a legend boy, a champion. A champion. They can't match the flows, the X's and O's. I'm breaking the codes, devastation about to unfold. They calling me Derek, by the way, y'all roll. Bet you never, ever, ever seen a pro this cold. I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I mix with Iron Mike and the great Ali. I'm a running back, believe me, baby. I fathered the game, call me Daddy Brady. I'm like that, try be like this. Sammy so sub, that boy don't miss. It's the return of the return of the Greatest, any way you name it, I'm everybody's favorite. I'm bringing the pain and bringing the fire. Hey, stay tuned, it's going down to the wire. What's going on, fellas? Welcome back to the wire. I spoke way too early last se- last week. We're not in a new se- we are in a new season. We're at the beginning of season eight. I don't know what was going on, but welcome back to season eight. We are all the way up in in the football season. How are you guys doing before we dive in? Doing good, brother. Oh, man, good. Good. good, man. Great to see you all. Uh, campfire. Yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> you want to tell a scary story about the Pittsburgh Steelers and the lack of yeah. TJ? <laughs> 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 Once upon a time. Yeah. One of the greatest. Black and gold. <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, Well, we're going to try something new this season. We're because of the want for college talk. uh, We're not going to dive in wholeheartedly, but we're going to do our each of our player slash player and or team of the week. Uh, Just a highlight from this week from college football. Whoever wants to kick it off. And I brought one as well. So whoever wants to get us going college football week three, you got I'll kick it off. I'm just going to say that the Georgia Bulldogs look outstanding as the number one ranked team uh, in the nation. They're just holding it down the way they're supposed to. They're beating the competition, whether it be Oregon or, you know, Sanford. It doesn't matter. We're mowing them down. Our schedule, comparably to everyone else, isn't as uh, strong as some other people, but it's still the SEC. But I like I like Georgia. All right. Yeah, Georgia is a scary team. <laughs> so I think everybody- Yeah, Trey missed my last week. We were talking about the quarterback. Uh, I'm a big fan. Um, I'm just going to say, let's give a shout out where a shout out is due to Ohio State. Rank third, going to do well, find a way to lose a game, and fail miserably like they always do. So shout out for the same three now in the mean. Let's go, baby. When you get some real competition, then we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> oh, I knew that was too good to be true. Uh, right. I'll, I'll save my comment for my go around. Uh, go ahead. 
Um, as far as college this week, um, I didn't know there wasn't really any eye uh, popping games for me. Um, this is around the time where it's just like, all right, the good teams are playing shitty teams, and like nobody really um, cares about those games. They need to find a way to eliminate those games and stop wasting our time. Let's get the best of the best playing the best of the best week in and week out. This is college football for Christ's sakes. But I guess those smaller schools have to make money and you know what I'm saying? And you know what I'm saying? They they make big money playing those big schools so they got to have them. So um, let me give my shout out to uh, Appalachian State um, for being the thorn in the top schools. Side never never miss an App State game. <laughs> right. You never know what they're going to pull off. They just got a winning mentality down there. <laughs> if you miss the uh, the tremendous Hail Mary catch from the App State game, then that's what you get for missing an App State game. Go check it out. There was a fantastic uh, Hail Mary bounce off the helmet catch for a touchdown. Um, I, if I was a major school, I wouldn't even. We're not scheduling y'all. Right? Y'all ain't about to embarrass us on national TV. You know, we're too hard. You see, Michigan ain't played them since they, you know what I'm saying? Since they lost to them. I want them to go against Alabama one and just see what happens. Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to go back to the, the Buckeyes-Rockets game. I, I will just chime in quickly and say, although I agree, and we've always agreed on this, Ohio State doesn't have the schedule to be ready for the big games, I don't think. However, that offense is set to a freaking T. Uh, the weapons, C.J. Stroud, all of all of the offense is just looking fire. So I hope they do um, meet their match in a couple of these games so that they can't be prepared for an off for a postseason. But we'll see. But that's not my player or team of the week. Honestly, I'm gonna give him. He was the MAC Player of the Week. I'm gonna give him NCAA Player of the Week. In that game against Ohio State, Daquan Finn, the quarterback for Toledo, this man is a monster. I'm not saying that Ohio State has the best defense in the in the, in the NCAA. Maybe one of the best offenses, arguably, but not the best defense. However, they have been shutting down their opponents, and Daquan Finn managed two touchdowns by the air for 153 yards. Guys, he had 70 yards rushing and a 23-yard rushing touchdown. He was just unpredictable, unstoppable. They played him as long as they could until the score just kept running up and there was really no point for him. And he just looked so disappointed. He's like, I scored all three of our touchdowns. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine trying to play a decent game and you look up at the scoreboard and it's 77 to 21? (laughs) Yeah. 70. Like, I respect what you're doing, Justin, but come on, man. You can't talk about... Shout out to the guy who got his butt whooped by 50 points. Come on. Man. <laughs> he was, he, was out of here. he played his heart out. He did. <laughs> and honestly, if he had a different team, if he I, this is what I'm saying, he shouldn't be in Toledo until the end of his college career. I think everybody should be in it's probably honestly, he did that performance in the shoe. He's probably on Ohio State's radar. Yeah, can you imagine? (laughs) He threw for a whopping 55% accuracy. Blistering. What a guy, man. Get out of here. <laughs> Did you see him play the rush? I had 97.9 QBR, though. That's pretty good. Of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> QBR don't mean nothing anymore. Man. Oh, man. We'll, we'll get into it. 158.3 coming up. Yeah. In the NFL, multiple quarterbacks. 
For sure. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. Of course, I got shot down by Richie. But anyway, Daquan Finch, shouts out. I'm going to, bro. Like, I think. Shout out, bro. Even though your team sucked and, you know, you, you look like, you know, the golden nugget and the turd that was Toledo. You tried your best, man. Bless his heart. Well, well, at least he gets to hold on to that Mac Player of the Week. For That's right. He gets Mac Player of the Week and Justo's pl- College Player of the Week. You let's go. It. Good what's job, more, buddy. What's more important? Okay, uh, let's. That's what's important. Let's let's move on to the NFL. Uh, we are going to do our good old pass play, and we just added last week one shot. Uh, so pass or play or one shot. We're going to go through the schedule and uh, discuss some of these crazy games that happened and some of these not-so-crazy games that happened. We're going to start off with the Chiefs and the Chargers from Thursday Night Football. I was... My class got rescheduled, and I was like, I don't ever watch these Chiefs or the Chargers, and I was not one to go to class. Uh, Guys ended up Chiefs on top, 27-24. Pretty crazy matchup. Uh, What is your take? Do you want to pass, play, or one-shot it? I mean, we can pass or play. I mean, sorry. You want to play it? I was going to say, I don't know. I've two tough opponents that it was going to go field goal either way. Yeah. Well, I just briefly, the reason why I want to play it is twofold. This was, you know, team in the, teams in the AFC West. Uh, this would have been a big statement game. But to me, this is the big statement game for Kansas City. Right? We've been talking about it over and over well, Cheetah got lost, Tyreek, and they were saying, oh, you know, basically everyone was like, did Tyreek make Patrick? Patrick make Tyreek? We'll get into Tyreek later. But what we're seeing is the Chiefs are still a juggernaut. Uh, they're very uh, successful offensively. And Clyde edwards Hilaire uh, did a great job. Great job. So, you know, you, you, what you're seeing is they're absolutely able to adapt and play a solid game. This was a great game. I was very excited watching it. Honestly, I'm a big Chargers guy. I love Justin Herbert. So I was rooting for them just because of Justin Herbert. But I mean, uh, what a game. This this is what I want to see on Thursday night. Usually when I think of Thursday night, I think it was just like, ah, oh, that's going to suck. But this this was, you know, the game to set the week off right. And it was it was fun to watch, man. Fun game. I, I agree with you on that. It was fun to watch. I would just say, I just think for these two ty- these two caliber teams, it's just a little early just to just Oh yeah, we can't make anything of it. I right, you know what I mean. Yeah. But that's why I was like, okay, we, I, we all knew that it was going to be a tight game. It's just it's uh, Herbert versus Mahomes. Um, similar offense, I would say similar kind of offenses. The way that they can gun it down the field, big arms, defenses look legit. But I mean, this is kind of what I expect. It was a great Thursday game, but it's kind of what I expected first week. I mean, sure. in week two. Sahi, what'd you make of the Chiefs and the Chargers? Um, in this game, really, um, it was a back and forth battle. I don't think the Chiefs are what uh, what we're making them out to be right now. Um, I think they got exposed a little bit. Um, Justin Herbert outplayed Patrick Mahomes for the most part. He just had the one mistake, the one pick six that really changed the whole game. Uh, Herbert was playing hurt. Um, he got hit real bad and. He had to come out the game for a play and came back, and he really wasn't the same. <laughs> oh no! Did, did the purge? Is Ie okay? Sounds like he was gonna die. Had some sort of tornado alarm. 
Amber. Yeah, I'm back. I'm sorry. Amber alert. Amber alert. <laughs> Amber alert. Um, sorry about that. But I Ooh. think uh, I think Justin Herbert outplayed Patrick Mahomes for the most part. Um, um, it was a defensive struggle for most of the game. They were back and forth. Um, it's just the pick six uh, sealed the deal for uh, for the Chargers. And I think this is a uh, a game where these two teams, are gonna, of course, we're going to have to keep our eye on them. But um, I think both teams can hold their head high coming out of this hard-fought game. Um, um, Patrick Mahomes, he's getting it around to everybody um, as far as receptions. Uh, but we're, we're going to have to see, right? Um, it's like you guys said, it's early. But I feel like the, the Chargers exposed the Chiefs a little bit. I'll tell you one thing, uh, my biggest takeaway, and I was just kind of enjoying the game. I didn't really care who won it. Um, that tackle on Travis Kelsey belonged on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> <Ooh>. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he got slammed. He, got piled, he <laughs> did get piled. <laughs> that was something else. All right. Let's James go. is a beast. That's oh. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Somebody was bound to do it eventually. Travis Kelsey. Kelsey's not a small dude. No, yeah. No, he's he, not. He trucks you over a lot of people. So so. <laughs> That's a different breed right there. <laughs> All right. Real uh, talk. Absolutely. Uh, Patriots versus the Steelers. Uh, you guys want to pass it? You want to play it or you want a one shot? I'll pass it. I mean, we can. Uh, um, I'll do we can either. play this one. Okay, that's fine. Okay, we can play this one for sure. Kick us off, Sahi. Um, it's just about uh, what the Steelers are going to do at quarterback. You know? that's that's what I'm. They got like I was watching, listening to Stephen A. earlier today. He was making some good points. Um, we talk about how bad the offense is for the Steelers, but they got uh, playmakers out there. They got Claypool, they got Johnson, they got uh, Najee Harris, Friar Move. They got some guys out there, but um, I just don't think uh, Mitch Trubisky is the answer right now. Um, it's, I think it's, it's got to be Kenny Pickett. Get the young boy in there. Um, you got a great defense, and you hate to squander it away with a silly-ass offense, all right? Um, you didn't score a touchdown until the fourth quarter. Um, you can't let that happen. Um, the only the the good thing about it for the Steelers though is everybody else in the division lost, right? Um, so they're still in it. And on the opposite side, good on good on Mac Jones, right? He's he's getting t- he's throwing touchdown passes, building chemistry with that offense, and um, they're they're back on track. So it was a good good game to see where both teams are at. I think this is a one of those quiet rivalries, Steelers and Patriots, you know, um, uh, um, an AFC matchup that's always interesting to watch and close. Um, so, yeah, Steelers got to figure out their quarterback situation. That's what I came away with this game. Uh, I said pass, but that's because I don't think these teams are worth anything this year. <laughs> 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 Um, just to be honest, all right, they both have quarterback issues. Uh, the Steelers, if they're not, if they're going to win Najee Harris, uh, what was he, 15 for 49 or something like that? Yeah, very pedestrian, very Yeah, pedestrian. I mean, their offense should be leaning on him and moving the ball with the with their running back. 
that's just not going to get it done. We everyone doesn't trust Mitchell Trubisky. We all know that he can make some passes, but no one's trusting him with the full. He's not Aaron Rodgers. I'm not. Can't, y'all can't throw it 49 times and think that you're going to move the needle. So you need Najee Harris was your your bell cow. He didn't do a good job. Your line didn't do a good job. Both these like, but it still goes back to both these teams. I don't think they're going to the playoffs. So. I bet you both of these teams go to the playoffs. I doubt it. Ooh, oh, interesting. Well, yeah. to me, to me, that's a that's that is a hot take, man. Because New England's in the same division with Miami Let's and the Bills, like and the not Bills anywhere. And then same thing with the Steelers. They're in the same division with the Ravens right now, who are looking on fire, quite frankly. But anyways, um, I'll say this. I completely agree with the boys. I love crapping on the Steelers all the time, but I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to say they have some hope that TJ Watt will be out six games and not the full year. So I'm just going to say that I'm being nice, quite frankly. And for New England, you know, you're happy to see two coaches that are co-offensive coordinators and they're doing a terrible job, but New England was able to win in spite of that. So good good on New England in that sense, especially against Pittsburgh defense, even without TJ Watt, who's a, a formidable defense. So, I mean, I wouldn't call this a fun game because this isn't what I would call like top level play. This is a bunch of garbage, but you know, there, there's, there's the good things to, to take out for both teams, truthfully. For, for Pittsburgh, it's TJ Watt's coming back. There's nothing else to talk about. TJ Watt's coming back. And for New England, you found a way to win when you have two guys who don't know how to coach offense. So take it, take what you can get. Absolutely. Is uh, Steve Belichick Bill's brother or cousin? Son. Uh, son. And he yeah. approved that mullet. I, I just. He <laughs> probably put it in the contract. He had to have a mullet. <laughs> that mullet we was. We got to look tough over here. It was distracting, man. I'm a, I'm a sports <laughs> broadcaster. I got to watch this game. I can't be staring at the mullet all game. Um, all right, here we go. Let's go to uh, Panthers, Giants. Giants came out on top 1916. You guys want to pass one shot at or play it? Pass that one. Pass that's me. Boring. All right. Boring. The Jets. No, hold on. You said the Browns and the Jets? No, that's no, coming no, up that's next. Coming okay. okay. JT. Okay. JTS Jets uh, took down the Browns 31 to 30. We got to talk about it. You guys want to play it? I can yeah, already tell. Got All right. Who wants play it? That. Who wants it? Whoever wants it first. Flacco's well, back, off. guys. There we go. Hollywood <laughs> Joe. Flacco is back. That's all I got. I, I thought that whole yeah. series was, along with some of the other games in, in football on Sunday, like you looked away and then you came back and then your eyes popped. You're like, what? Wait, what? That just happened? I mean, shout out to the Jets. And what's going yeah. on with the Browns? Is that two weeks in a row? No. They won last one. They they won a nail biter. They barely won. Oh, okay, that's right. They barely won. Honestly, they're about to lose it to Baker Mayfield because he You're came to play in the fourth quarter. But uh, you know, here's what I'll say. Both the Browns games have been like a coin flip on winning and losing. It, that's literally what happened. Uh for the Jets though, you gotta be excited if you're the Jets. Uh things have been going terrible. You haven't been looking good. The Ravens, you look very anemic. And here comes Joe Flacco. Like it's like 2014. Tossing four t- tubs, 300 yards. He's got 600 yards on the season. Would you have guessed that like the 72-year-old Joe Flacco 
was going to pull this out against the Browns defense and Miles Garrett. I didn't see it coming, man. Joe Flacco, baby. That's all I got to say. Joe Flacco. (laughs) 72 years old. I didn't realize he turned 72. I thought he was still 71. (laughs) Something like that. Oh, no, he's my age. Holy shit. I should. Whoa. Wait a second. Wait a second. Isn't that right? Oh, how Wait the tables have turned. Wait a second. 1985. Wait. No, no. He's a young, strapping buck. Here we go. He's a young, ripe age of 37. Excuse me. <laughs> Saeed, what about you, man? Uh, the Jets um, knocked out the Browns 31 to 30, just barely. I want to counter Richie's point about if you're the Jets, you're excited. I feel like if I'm the Jets, I'm freaking pissed, all right? Because <laughs> the last two seasons, their highest moment has come with their number one draft pick, was Zach Wilson, out on injury on the bench. His backup, what was the guy, White's name? What was his first name last year? Mike, Mike White. White or, yeah, Mike White came in and was lighting it up and was the talk of the NFL for a week or two. And then here and then here comes uh, Joe fucking Flacco. Old, old man Flacco come in and he leads uh, the troops to a to a miraculous comeback over the Browns Super doing Bowl what champ. he did. Yeah, former Super Bowl champ doing what he did in that run. Even a long pass over the defense. He turned back the clock looking good. And all the while, the fans in New York are going crazy. And everybody's forgetting about your number one draft pick, Zach Wilson, right? These moments are supposed to be happening with him under center. Um, I feel I feel terrible for uh, Zach Wilson. Uh, he's, I feel like he's a talented guy. Just got to stay um, healthy, right? Um, but for the Browns, I, I, I know a couple Browns fans. Um, after uh, they're always talking about how it's just their year, this their year. But at the same time, it's like we got this shitty coaches. We got the worst coaches. We got the worst coaches. And at of a end of a game like that, where you have it in hand under two minutes, and you're you just scored, right? The game is supposed to be over at that point. Pack it up. Send them home. Um, you, you, you're, onside kicks are supposed to be almost nearly impossible to get because you don't have to run. You, you don't have the other team getting a run and start no more. You, they stand still, the ball's kicked, then they run, right? So it's it's supposed to be dead. It's like a lack of focus. And who? how do you let a guy get that deep on you? You know what I'm saying? Um, for the touchdown before the onside kick. It's just a whole bunch of mess going on up there. They gave Deshaun Watson 230 guaranteed. Come on. What are, what are we doing in Cleveland, man? It's just like you got such a promised like, franchise and team right now, and you're just – Shitting it down the toilet, you know what I'm saying? Literally. Hey, well, come on, That's why you're the Browns? The Browns. You and then you got that goofy ass, uh, that goofy ass uh, logo in the center. Yeah, just, come on, yeah, that you just debuted, and that's how you go in the debut or some shit like that. that? That's how it should be because it should have been the dog from the get go. That they deserve everything that's coming to them for putting that elf on there. It is what it is. They deserve it. A little elf cursed them. I wish we were back in yeah. in the WWSU studio so I could drop the clip of "You Are a Factory of Sadness." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Cleveland. 
Uh, not looking so good. Okay, so let's uh, let's pop one or two more. We got uh, about ten minutes till the break. We had the Jaguars shutting down the Colts twenty four to nothing. You guys want to pass it, play it, or one shot it? This is it depends on y'all, but man, it's embarrassing. Man, man, man. I don't know what to say. I don't even know what to say about Indiana. I didn't see this game, but I didn't even know what to say about that. Uh, actually, you know, I want to play this now. Change my mind. I changed yeah. my mind. Play it. We yeah, talked about this last it. week. Yeah. We talked about this last week. All this is this is what we call karma. Jim Irsay had been dragging Carson Wentz. I talked for this last week. I don't care. We're doing it again. Dragging Carson Wentz through all the mud, all the slander, which he deserves a lot of it, but all the slander. And uh, my wife just got home. And. Um, it was insane to watch that, and then you see, you see how bad Matt Ryan and the Colts have been. They talk about how anemic the offense was with Wentz. Twenty-four nothing. You have the best running back in the league. Can't you do anything? This is one of the most embarrassing laps. You know, they always lose to Jacksonville, so this is like not new, but it's just pathetic. Twenty-four to zero. Like I don't. I was so excited about the Colts' future, and now after I see this game, I don't even want to watch another game. I, uh, I'm used. I'm kind of used to Matt. I mean, Matt Ryan was our quarterback for years. Matt Ryan is very capable of these kind of games, like very capable. So it's not. I don't know. It's not a surprise to me, but it was surprising that the Jaguars' defense was able to do that to me. All right, and Sahi, what did you make of the Colts getting shut out by the Jaguars? I'm looking at the box score, and it's just like, my God, we had fumbles. Everybody's, well, nobody lost a fumble, so that's good. That's good, at least nobody lost a fumble. Matt Ryan, three interceptions. He was sacked five times. Trevor Lawrence on the other side didn't throw an interception or he wasn't sacked at all. Matt Ryan had a QBR of 6.3. 6.3 on the other side, Trevor Lawrence had a 95.3. Jacksonville ran the ball 37 times compared to Indianapolis 13. There you go. You got to th- rush the ball 13 times in the first quarter. I get it. You got Matt Ryan in there, and he's a veteran guy. But they're treating him like he's damn Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Or he's a little bit of an upgrade over, uh, what's his face, at, at the Carson Wentz, right? He's more, he, and I'm giving them that because he's more experienced, right? Um, you got to give that team over to Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines, right? Hines, they're the other talented freak they got out there. Um, they, I just think the coaches and the GM, um, they just don't have, they don't have any idea what they're doing. They were so spoiled with Peyton Manning all those years. Um, and Peyton Manning being able to mask all their problems. Now they don't know what to do. They, they're paying like eight quarterbacks right now that's not on their roster, big time money. Um, they're, they're, it's just, you, it's unacceptable. Come out and tie the first week and then you lose to Jacksonville. Jacksonville might not win another game after this. <laughs> this is embarrassing. 
I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I thought Matt Ryan was going to be better than that. It's just so surprising. Man. Well, there you have it. We want to know what you think, folks. Let us know in the comments. We're going to go to a quick break when we come back. Uh, I'm sure this is going to be a play. Dolphins and Ravens. Uh, we'll talk about that and the rest of what's going on. we got two games playing right now as we're recording. So a lot going on in the NFL. A lot going on right here on The Wire. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Wire Sports Podcast. That's right, folks. Uh, you can just go find us. You, you see the link in the description. Go click it and listen to the shows you want to listen to. We'll tell you more about it a little bit later. Let's dive back into the NFL. Fellas, the Dolphins, they beat the Ravens 42 to 38. We want to pass it. We want to play it or we want to one shot it. I think we should just pass. Oh, let's just, let's just pass it. <laughs> Who wants to start? Yeah. Lamar Jackson is a, is a beast. Good job. Like the start. <laughs> I, I mean, the, he literally could have done nothing better. You had 300 plus passing yards. You had 100 plus rushing yards. Um, rushing yards with a touchdown. Like what else could? For someone who doesn't have a contract, this is a bit. The Ravens. The price is going to do nothing but go up. The price is not going to do anything but go up. And we're and he's banking on himself to stay healthy. If he can stay healthy throughout this year and continue to play the way he's playing, you just mismanaged your franchise. You just mismanaged your franchise. You took a chance on yourself and you lost and you're going to have to pay and then hope he doesn't get hurt the way he plays. But shout out to Tua for doing his thing. <laughs> uh, I, I, quick public service announcement. I'll trade, uh, let's see, Najee Harris, Mitch Trubisky, and a player of your choice. To, to bring, for Lamar? <laughs> to bring him in. Okay, I was about to say, if you're Baltimore, you say, sure, for TJ Watt. No. That'd be the only way. That'd be the only way. Again, TJ's an incredible athlete, but this is a quarterback-driven league. Lamar, six to one in the, his two games, like 580 yards. And we all talk about the joke and the meme, even with Baltimore, like fans, is that that's our running back. As in, you know, he throws 300 yards, but he's the running back. They always talk about like a joke about that. So he's incredible. It was very disrespectful. I got. I'm piggybacking off Trey. It is disrespectful to offer this guy like a hundred million guaranteed when you saw Russell Wilson's contract, when you saw Deshaun Watson's contract, things of that nature. Yes, the total bulk, and that's why it's annoying is they're trying to make the narrative that he turned down like $200 million contract. Well, it's not about that. It's about the guaranteed money. And it's disrespectful for an MVP of this league who's easily on par with Deshaun Watson and easily on par with these guys like Russ. I'm just being honest. All right, you look at, you gotta look at it as it is. Yes, there's Super Bowls, and that, that kind of throws things into it. But the bottom line is, there are 
how many quarterbacks would you take over Lamar Jackson, honestly? And we don't have to have that answer. The point is, is he's a, he's a top five talent in quarterback, period. He has a unique skill set and the guy wants to win and he puts in the work. He does whatever you ask of him. He never complains. He does things the right way. We don't need to discuss about you know all the quarterbacks who bring the drama inside and outside of the field. And you have this, this incredible talent and you slap him in the face like that. They're going to pay for it to Trey's point. And because he's not, it's not going to be a $225 million contract at this point, the way he's playing, it's going to be a $320 million contract and it's going to be, it's going to cripple their franchise to Trey's point. I would like to give a quick shout out on the other side because Lamar got his love. Tua, everyone, you know, tank for Tua was the, was what everyone wanted. Tank for Tua, tank for Tua. Then Tua's terrible. And then Tua just exploded. Now I'm not saying he's going to do this every game because the important thing is two wide receivers, 10 receptions each over 150 yards. And I think they each got two touchdowns. Uh, I think that's the first time in NFL history right there. So you got two incredible wide receivers. I drafted Jalen for that reason because I had a feeling Tyreek is going to get doubled later. So that's my fantasy guy right there. If you don't have him, take him now. Thank you, Bid. Uh, and sorry, I got me so soup. And so Tua has been incredible. They t- remember when we even talked about it and there's been jokes and memes about the most catchable football. <laughs> the most catchable football. That's what Tyreek was talking about. And then he's also talking about a wheelbarrow for his coach because of how big his nuts are. And he's just said the same thing about Tua now. Um, this was a crazy comeback. This is something where we, we got to talk about it the same way with Cleveland. Baltimore screwed this up. It should not have happened. Regardless, they were in a command. Like if you were to look at the third quarter and then the beginning of the fourth quarter, you would have never expected what happened to happen. I think it was 24 plays and they scored three touchdowns, 24 plays. This is what people were talking about, the hype with this Miami Dolphins team. And we saw it for at least a game and why Mike got hired as the the head coach. He was the offensive coordinator for the 49ers. He's very creative. You have two of the fastest wide receivers in the league. This is going to be a possible scary offense for sure. They have a very solid defense in general. And so this is that team to look out for. Uh, This was a statement game to me. Yes, it was a comeback that shouldn't have happened. But just to see that explosiveness, just to see the things we love to watch. We love to watch 60-yard bombs. What's more fun than that? That's what football is, you know? Nothing's more exciting than that long chuck, and then it, and then it happens. So um, if you're a Dolphins fan, you got to be excited about this. If you're a Ravens fan, what, what more can you ask from Lamar anyway? Um, it was incredible to watch his first half. I think he was 17 of 18, something insane like that. Um, you know, he wasn't as good as our boy against Ohio State, but, I mean, Lamar did okay, so... <laughs> hey, I got, I, I got. I'm gonna give the Daquan Finn update every week just to see <laughs> what plays, and then we'll talk about it when he gets signed with the Buckeyes. Uh, Sai, what did you make of the Dolphins Ravens game? Um, yeah, two quarterbacks balling out, right? Um, as a game first started and as it's going on, and um. Lamar Jackson is doing his thing. He's running for over 100 yards. He's throwing for multiple touchdowns. Um, He's looking like the guy that should be paid $230 million guaranteed, right? And um, all of a sudden, the the Miami Dolphins, they storm their way back, right? Um, Baltimore, they don't have a shitty defense. Their defense is pretty highly respected and you know what I'm saying they love it but Tyreek Hill 11 receptions 190 yards 
Jalen Waddle, 11 receptions, 171 yards. All right, both two touchdowns apiece. Now, let me bring y'all into the conspiracy corner. All right. I feel like maybe the management and the the upper brass over in Baltimore is like, hey, Lamar could get his stats, but he ain't going to be shit without wins. So if if he's out there balling too hard, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Screw up a couple calls. Let the other team come back. 28 damn points in the fourth quarter. Come on now. Did did everybody on their damn defense just all of a sudden get hurt? Everybody on their defense just was like, all right, it's my time to clock out and we're just going to sit on the bench. How do you let a team go off like that in the fourth quarter? They got tired. You've been been holding them down all game. Come on, man. It should be – you got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle out there. It should be two high safeties at – you know what I'm saying – out back at all points. You're going to have to dink and dunk the ball downfield. You can't let a team like that get junk junk plays. That's like football 101. That's football 101. You know what makes me mad? What's that? I didn't mean to cut you off. They were all underthrown. That's how wide open they are. They could wait for the ball. Because to it, I mean, to be honest with you, all those balls that he threw behind them, they were all underthrown. Like by a lot. They had to wait for the ball to come to them, and then they could go in. They did. So but when you're running time. four twos, you have time to do that. <laughs> hey, I'm going to say this right now. Uh, Lamar Jackson ain't playing for Baltimore next year. He is out of there. They want him out of there. It's obvious, sir. They, Here they we go. They would have paid him by now. And this, they, is they, the best, this is the best one ever. Yeah, and their defense <laughs> is pulling stunts like that. You know, you don't give up 28 points in in a, in a quarter to lose the game. You're up 35-14. <laughs> Come on, man. Sahi, this is your best conspiracy yet. I, I love this hey, one. I love it. Hey. I love it. I love it. Because you're right. It I don't make sense. Y'all it does watch. seem sus. I didn't think about it until you said it. But it does yeah. seem strange. These professionals. These yeah. are professionals. Lamar Jackson out there balling his ass off. <laughs> And they, you know, quarterbacks, it's all about wins. It's not about stats. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to get paid off stats. He's going to get paid off off wins and MVPs, and they hating on him. <laughs> so They're trying he, to move on. Do do a lean to get that uh, uh, public product placement in there with the trash can behind you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, letting the conspiracy out. We got to see if we can see the eye. Okay, uh, let's keep yes, on moving. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, the Buccaneers. A lot of people were talking about the Saints might have the answer. They did not. Buccaneers twenty to ten. You guys want to pass it, play it, or one shot it? We gotta play it. Play it. Really? I, I, I'm scared that I might have some Tom Brady slander, so I don't <gasps> necessarily feel comfortable playing this one. To be honest with you, why don't you one shot it to start us off? The other guys can play. <laughs> Tom needs Giselle back. <laughs> I mean, he's Different. looking weak without her. I'm he not, I don't disagree. He yelling at people for no damn reason. Throwing tablets again. He throwing tablets. Like, he throwing temper tantrums right here. We know what's popping. He, he called Lattimore a bitch. 
You could see it. You could read it off his lips. <laughs> he tripping. He need Giselle. He, he about to Giselle. put. He done got his best receiver uh, tossed out for the game. He throwing temper tantrums. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying. Man. I got to go on the opposite side. This is why I wanted to talk about it. Mike Evans hates Lattimore. I know how he can talk. I don't know what it is, but this man hates Lattimore. I was laughing so hard because he's done this three times now where Lattimore does something and Evans just runs up and shoves him or punches him or knocks him every time from behind Lattimore's back. He always pushes him from behind. So I don't know why he hates this man. Okay, you're right. No, this time was in front. You're right. This time he, he uh, uh, but from around top, Lenny now. was around him, yeah. and then he came up and pushed him. But this man hates Lattimore, and I'm all about it. I don't know why, but it was just so funny. Like this is yeah. the third time in like four <laughs> years this man has like shoved Lattimore to the ground because <laughs> he's a big guy. He's a big guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I don't know if Lattimore like said something about like. Evan's mom or his sister or his wife. I don't know what's going on, but this man hates Lattimore. And I really, <laughs> that's the story I want to find out about. What did Lattimore say or do to Mike Evans to rile him up this bad over the last five years? Because it is, <laughs> I've never seen this. We need a third. Like every time I saw him, it was on site. Right. <laughs> that's Unfortunately, I gotta see him five times a week. <laughs> like that's what I really want. I want Lattimore to come to the Bucks next year. I really want that drama. I want to know on the the thirty for thirty. I want it on the the Hard Knock special. I want all all of the smoke, man. What is going on between these two guys? What is this? But the more important thing is the Buccaneers won. Regardless, it was a tough game. Tom Brady is getting a little crazy. I'm with Trey on this one. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, one thing that Skip Bayless always says, he calls Tom Brady psycho Tom. All right. That's just a, that's just who he is, ultra competitor. He's going to get fired up like that when things aren't going as, the way that they should. Um, but um, I feel like the, the real shining glaring golden nugget about this game was the defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Second week in a row. If it wasn't for a ticky-tack pass interference call that gave um, New Orleans the ball in like the red zone and they scored a touchdown off of that, they would have scored three points and it would have been the second week in a row the uh, Buccaneers has held somebody after their first drive. Because the Cowboys came down their first drive, looked smooth, kicked a field goal. Saints came down their first drive, looked smooth, kicked a field goal. Um, this is all teams are getting. They're getting that first scripted drive. After that, it's, it's a curtains. And this is what I feel like is going to carry Tampa Bay um, through to the Super Bowl this year because of this lights out defense. Um, they just look absolutely phenomenal. You had a team in the Cowboys last week. That was for the last couple of years the number one offense when uh, Dak Prescott is playing. All right, um, you got a team in New Orleans that could light up the scoreboard anytime, any day. Um, but uh, New Orleans, their defense looked good too. Um, they got something. They might make the playoffs with that defense, but 
Maybe not with Jameis Winston looking like the Jameis Winston of old. You know, the team gets down, he starts pressing, and he's going to throw interceptions. Um, that's the knock on Jameis, and it, it just looked the exact same last um, yesterday that it did early in his career. And it's kind of sad to see him throw three interceptions back to back to back like that. But he's a competitor, so he's going to. He's kind of got that Tom Brady thing, but kind of in a different way. He's going to try to. He th- he could think he could Superman every ball, you know what I'm saying? So um, it's just a classic rivalry. That fight they've done it three times already. Uh, like shoot, man! Like Richie said, it was so funny. I, they they showed the three clips of the previous interactions, and I just started laughing so hard. Like that's one of like the funniest things like in football. Like I see because I didn't expect it, and then you look back and like this has happened the exact same way three other times. The, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's just like funny as hell. Those guys are gonna they need a podcast or something when their careers done. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> Call it like round four. <laughs> yeah. We got to know. I got to know. I swear my man stepped on his all white Air Force ones and didn't say sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> now he got to get it. Yeah. Mike Evans wear uh, black Air Forces in his off time. For sure. <laughs> he don't let that slide. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, the Detroit Lions took out the Washington Commanders. Do you guys want to pass that play or one-shot it? I'll one-shot it for sure. MCDC turning turning them boys around and getting the Lions a win early in the season um, against uh, Carson Wentz, who's got the the Commanders looking good. Um, They were whooping up on the Commanders at one point. Um, it wasn't even close. It was like twenty-two to zero at one point. Uh, the line—I didn't really watch any of the game or any of the highlights. I just seen the score here and there, and I'm just like, "Wow, the Lions are doing it." It's it's against Carson Wentz, but this is promising, you know. She's <laughs> <laughs> a slanter. Right. <laughs> Who's one shots next? I'll do a quick one. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, you know, I, I drafted Swift. Love him. Had him last year. Amon Ross St. Brown. He's going to, he, to me, his this year is kind of like um, Debo's last year. I, they're using him as kind of a gadget running, running wide receiver that gets some plays in like that. And uh, he's, he's a phenomenal talent. And the sky's the limit. And well, technically, Jared Goff is the limit right now, but um, he's having <laughs> a great start to the season. <laughs> And uh, it's great to see Detroit, you know, as we already talked about, Campbell's a great, like, person. I'd, I'd run a, through a wall for him. Like, he just seems so motivating. Uh, and it's it's cool to see Detroit, like, you know, be competitive. So, uh, Little known fact, I was actually born in Detroit. But... I know. Um, I don't know. I guess it could be the Hard Knocks. We did a... I saw the Hard Knocks, and I watched it, and I loved it for the Detroit Lions. Uh, for whatever reason, so I'm low key just rooting for them. Like everything about them, the way that they put their um, their coaching staff together, the way that they coach, at least from what we saw, what they're trying to do, the culture they're bringing in. Uh, I saw a clip on Instagram how they were hyping up the the, uh, the lineman who stepped in. He was his the guard who stepped in. He was cut skipper. first. Mm-hmm. He was cut. Yeah, skipper came in and they showed that pancake block that he put on some linebacker like. Mm-hmm. That was dope. So I mean, I respect, if they win, I hope they win that division. 
It'd be cool to see. It'd be, it would be really nice to see, and especially for that city. That city has been hit pretty hard. Then we'll have to revisit the uh, Stafford conversation. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've been telling y'all for years. All right. The 49ers did their thing to the Seahawks 27 to 7. You guys want to pass player one shot? Well, all I gotta, I'll say one shot. That okay. handsome guy, Jimmy G, is starting again. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that didn't take long. Shout out to Jimmy G's uh, agent for getting him that contract mm-hmm. for every win he gets. Every win he gets, and every win he gets is hundred million. And then every time he starts for the season, it's an automatic two two hundred fifty k. Yeah. Four hundred thousand. Four hundred. Yeah, four hundred k per start. You know, and it was funny because like, you could see San Francisco is desperate to trade him. And it's funny because even in spite of their like, you know, unwillingness to keep this guy for some reason, they're lucky that nobody ended up biting because look what happened to Trey. I think he broke his foot or broke his ankle. I mean, he's going to be out. So So they're they're, done. Yeah, he's done. So they're lucky, you know, they have Jimmy G and it's such a weird position if you're Jimmy G, right? Where everyone's basically spit and slapped in your face, but at least you got that good contract. So now you're just riding high. And, and next year, yeah, <laughs> he's gonna be worth who knows, who knows. So, they're, yeah, they're, anyway, they're printing money for quarterbacks out here, yeah. So, he's you know, this is the Jimmy G story, quite frankly. So, for Jimmy G, he's rolling high, he got them the win. It looked like they were gonna lose again. He steps in, they win the game. So, get on Jimmy G, all right, Sahi. 49. Yeah, um, I'll just echo everything everybody else said. Like, man, Jimmy G, that did not take long. I was getting tired of that argument on SportsCenter all day, every day. Um, Trey Lance, is a, if he doesn't start winning, then it's going to be uh, Jimmy G time. What do you think? Well, the, the 49ers are in a bad spot because they got this, you know what I'm saying? So now it's over. Jimmy G's team, let's go. Let's go. That's right. Mediocre quarterback. Let's go. (laughs) Unlike Daquan Finn over there in Toledo, (laughs) the Rams Falcons, uh, the Super Bowl champions got the Falcons only 31 to 27. You guys want to pass it, play it or one shot it. We'll give this to Trey. No, I'm passing. I'm talking about it. Oh, whoa. Okay. There's some salt. Then we pass. All right. All right. We'll pass it on up. So let's talk about the Rams. No, just kidding. Uh, The (laughs) the Raiders and the Cardinals. Cardinals got this one 29 to 23. Another close game. You guys want to pass it? You want to play it or you want to one shot it? I'm down to play it or one shot it. I don't want to pass, but we should at least do something with it. I'll say this. It's like two teams that that can't get over the hump or playing each other. And um, it's just like, man, it's just like the Raiders never have that signature win. You know what I'm saying? They're always losing to the team, the, to the other teams that can't get over the hump. And it's like they lost to the Bengals last year. The Bengals were never able to get over the hump. And then they beat the Raiders and uh, propelled them to the Super Bowl. That could have been the Raiders last year playing in the Super Bowl. Um, the, the Cardinals 
just came off an ass whooping. All right. And they were they were looking down and then all of a sudden they climb back and the Raiders fall off. And it's just like, man, will that Raiders ever pull it together? They got Deontay Adams. They got a strong running game. They got a good defensive line. Um, they need to do some soul searching for sure, for sure. Very disappointing. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go off Sahi. We'll let Trey take this afterwards, of course, because this is Trey's team. Um, for me, it's just disappointing. And we're going to talk about another disappointing team where absolutely underperforming. They're 0-2, fourth in their division. And they made pure upgrades in the offseason. So it's kind of baffling that this start happened this way. I mean, it's kind of not to because they have a new head coach. So in all fairness, you know, you're working things out. But uh, it's just disappointing you know, like when I see the Raiders and what I saw what happened with Miami, like that's my expectation. Offensively, mm-hmm. they can hang with anybody. And, you know, I'm not going to throw Renfro under the bus. Quite frankly, after he got hit the first time in the overtime, they should have set him down and let him, you know, get his bell back. And Because what happened with that fumble, I don't really blame him. He was clearly like discombobulated. He went for a spin, got blasted, ball came out. They lost the game. But... I, I would say this is more coaching because of this roster's talent is there. Carr is a fantastic quarterback. You have arguably, and most people would say, the number one wide receiver in football. You got a top three tight end. You know, you, you got that slot guy, Renfro, like we just talked about. You have all the tools you need to succeed. So I'm, I'm really going to say this is on coaching and this is on poor game planning. Uh, and, and what Sahi said is so fact. You had two teams that can't ever get it right. One of them had to lose. I'm just shocked it ended up being the Raiders between the two. I was so like talent wise, they're not comparable. So this is purely coaching in my, in my opinion and watching that game. It was just, I'm just shocked that the Raiders are looking mediocre and pedestrian. When we talked about in the preseason, you know, I, I thought they're playoff bound for sure. And I thought they're a contender in the AFC. I'm not saying they're not, but this is not the start you want. This is this is not. This is gonna be a tough hole to get out of with that AFC West, and then even getting into a wild card with the AFC North teams, etc. AFC East teams. This, this is gonna be rough for them. I went two is not what you want, uh, and I think this coaching it needs to really improve drastically. And their next game isn't any easier. They play Tennessee, so they're gonna have to get it together at Tennessee. They need to figure this out now. Trey. Um, I can't say too much more. Both of you guys are right. It's more about coaching than it is anything else because it's like little mistakes that they're making and management that they're doing that they're making. It's not. It's the small things that you got to do to make sure that you're consistent enough to win games like this. Like a lot of this could have been a lot of this stuff that is happening right now would win them games instead of losing them, and it's like one or two plays. Or one or two penalties, like it's not anything crazy. So, if they want to be in the division that they're in, they're going to have to be more consistent and clean it up. They basically need to be the old Bill Belichick Patriots and not beat themselves. You got to just wait it out until your defense, until your, uh, until the other team makes mistakes for you. You just capitalize on them. In the division that they're in, there's four legit playoff teams. They need to figure it out and. Fast because they're not going to be, especially in that division, you can't take too many losses. All right. All right. Well, uh, Russell Wilson and the Broncos hosted 
the Cowboys out of Houston. Uh, just kidding. The Texans. Um, 16 to 9 Broncos. You guys want to pass it, play it, or one shot it? I'll do a one shot. Okay. Or play. Um, it's pretty it's looking pretty bad. Denver, the fans are starting to turn already. They're booing Russell Wilson. They're counting. They're literally counting because they had a delay a game, so they're counting to tell the coach pick a play so they wouldn't get a second delay a game. Um he has been honestly we want to talk about bad coaching. You know, De- Denver is the epitome right now of bad coaching. This is a team we talked about that had playoff expectations. We, we, they bring in Russell Wilson. That's that missing piece. And they're struggling week in and week out. They lost to Seattle. And they barely beat the Texans. I mean, again, it's not like the ship's sailing and they're out of luck. But this is not the start you want with Russell Wilson. He's supposed to be cooking. And there's not a lot of anything going on in Denver right now. This is a disappointing game to watch. And it was embarrassing watching that. You know, those fans have to count to make sure they don't get a second delay game. It was, oof. I'm going to say, uh, <coughs> it's not the, I think that that's Russell Wilson. He's a veteran quarterback in this league. We all consider Russell, Russell Wilson to be the top quarterback in this league. If he's going to hold off to delay, to see what the defense is doing, to see if they make any shifts to the end, then he needs to clock manage way better. And that's strictly him at the line making those reads. He's taking way too long to do that because they cut the mics off at like what? At a certain time, like at yeah, after like 15, yeah. 20 seconds. fifteen, twenty seconds. When it gets to like fifteen seconds, when it gets to fifteen, it cuts. Yeah, so all of the holding off until the defense makes a move is on him. He got it. He's gonna have to figure that out. Um, Forty for thirty-one. Nope, that's not gonna cut it. He's gonna have to be way better than that. That's less than fifty percent. From my uh, from the quarterback I just paid, when get and he's got the weapon, so he's got no excuse. He's not I mean, he's I, used to not. I mean, he's used to not. But if if we're gonna blame the line, he had a shitty line in Seattle for forever. It's not like he's not yeah. used to playing with a shitty line. So he's just got to be better. I mean, I'm gonna say this: it's not like the Broncos are like uh, a great team. They had to trade a lot of pieces to get rest. Um, it's a new system. Um, they've got talent, but it's unproven talent, right? Especially at, you got Cortland Sutton, you got Jerry Judy, um, KJ Hambler. You got an older, kind of almost out of his prime running back, Melvin Gordon. Yep. Um, you, you have the talent, but I feel like this team isn't going to be a team like the Bills or um, like like the 07 Patriots where they're just winning a bunch of games. Um, they're they're going to win games and they're going to be a team that slides into that 6th, 7th playoff spot. And then once you get to the playoffs, they could beat anybody. Um, that's when you're really going to see Russ cooking. Um, I, I just think it's too early to be down on Russ right now. Um, it's a new system. He spent all his time in one place with Pete Carroll. He's still learning the place. Give him a little break. Give him a little time. He's got the win. It was embarrassing last week, week one. So much pressure, you know. 
um, to come in and save the city. He's got the, the less ride chance and he's dating Sierra. So there's a lot of expectations on him to do great. Um, but he, he's going to he's going to get it right. That's Russell Wilson we're talking about. <laughs> Super yeah. Bowl champ. It's always been known if you date Sierra, there's a lot riding on your, your football season. <laughs> I like how you did that. <laughs> uh, all right. We'll probably have to, to resort to one shot, guys, due to time. I'm so sorry. Uh, we had the Bengals Cowboys. Cowboys managed to win over the Cincinnati Bengals 20 to 17. Go ahead. Whoever wants it. Uh, I'll start. Sure. Bengals, uh, we talked about coaching. I was talking about Zach Taylor and his coaching last game. We talked that they weren't ready. This is another example of that. The offense didn't get to play at all in the preseason due to Joe Burrow's injury and surgery, and it's showing. Their offense looks miserable. It looks terrible. And worse than that is the monkey's paw of the offensive line. They had three new linemen, and this line looks just actually worse technically than last season. They're on pace, (laughs) Joe Burrow, to get 110 sacks this season. So that's that's the problem in Cincinnati. It's that simple. It's truly coaching and their inability to to practice together. And you see it on the offensive side of things. Their defense is fine. They're doing okay. It's not. It's the offense looks completely pedestrian and anemic. And honestly, Zach Taylor isn't the best coach. I said it last year. He's lucky he got to the Super Bowl that allowed him to. It's going to give him ten free years in Cincinnati with Mike Brown now. But he's not a great coach. He takes a lot of risky plays. And their offensive line coach needs to be fired because this is, you know you can't bring in three guys and some of them very good. I'm not Collins, you know, overrated quite frankly, but but their guard is fantastic. I was super excited picking him up for Tampa. And I, I what are you going to say other than at this point you got to say it's partially on the coaching when you're having the tight end try to block Michael Parsons. You're, you know what what are you doing? What are you doing? We can talk about Burrow should also adjust, but the point is is. When your scheme is the tight end is going to be blocking Marka Parsons and that's the design of the play, you're an idiot. You're the worst coach in football. It's that simple. So uh, kudos to Dallas for finding a win without Dak Prescott. And, you know, it is what it is. Cincinnati is in trouble 0-2. They're just lucky that most of the AFC North actually lost this week as well. All right. Who wants to one-shot it next? I'll do it. Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? The Bengals are who we thought they were, all right? And they're still fucking trash, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Rich. I just had to do it. Um, but no, uh, I, I just feel like the handling of success right now is for a Cincinnati as a as an organization and culture, they just have to manage that a little bit well. They had a a, a, a rivalry game week one um, against the Steelers. That was a dogfight game. Uh, the Steelers are going to get up for that game. And you had a Cowboys team that had just lost, and they were hungry. They they, they feel like this is their year. Um, even with Cooper Rush back there. Um, they, I can't believe they got it done against the Bengals, honestly. But they did. So the Bengals are just going to have to, you know what I'm saying, get back to square one, um, uh, find themselves, collect themselves, and, you know what I'm saying, push forward. I, I, like is it, like we said, it's still early. Everybody else in the uh, AFC North lost. So there's still hope. There's still time. Um, somebody's just going to have to step up and be consistent in making those plays. All right, and Trey? 
somebody better do something to save the franchise up in uh, Cincinnati. I don't know if you need to cuss out your linemen. I don't know if you need to fire somebody real quick just to let them know that they need business. But this is your franchise right here. You don't want uh, an Indianapolis situation where he gets beaten so badly that he just quits. Because quarterbacks like Joe Burrow don't grow on trees. Exactly. So if you want to be a successful franchise in Cincinnati with the defense you got and the weapon that you got, you better figure out a way to get your offensive lineman better or a scheme that allow him to get the ball away from himself so he don't so he's not taking these hits. So a lot of it is Joe Burrow's fault because he wants the home runs. Agreed. Agreed. He it's, wants it's those both. home runs. He wants to shoot it down the field of Tyler Boyd and and Jamar Chase. And he wants that. Understandable, but you need to get in his head. You got three seconds to figure that thing out. Then it needs to be gone. Don't yeah. hold in there. Don't because these are some really good defenses. You're really frail, although athletic, and they're really heavy. And you're going to have another knee injury soon. Or yep, a broken injury. You can only take so many car crashes. You're taking a car crash every time you get hit in football, especially from yeah. the blind side and you're not seeing it coming, and you're getting mauled, my guy. You got to figure that out. Like, that's a business decision, if anything else. You want to keep collecting these checks? You want to keep having opportunities to, win the, to go to the Super Bowl, you have to stay healthy. You're not going to do that by getting hit in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. They're gelling so much in the playoffs, he thinks every game can be like that. And that's not. Sometimes you got to check it down, and he's not doing it. 100%. All right, we're, we're not going to have time to talk Packers and Bears, but the Packers uh, took that one 27 to 10. Folks, let us know in the comments your uh, pass play or... Uh, what is it? One shot. Uh, right now, as we're recording, the Eagles are up on the Vikings 24 to 7 and back to college football. Uh, the <laughs> Buffalo Bills have the Titans 41 to 7 at the present uh, with uh, six minutes and 39 seconds left in the fourth. Uh, this has been the Wire Sports Podcast. We love doing this. We love having you here to listen to us. And uh, we'll be back next Wednesday at 8 and every Wednesday at 8. And just to fully clarify, we're still in season 8. We are the longest running podcast on the network. But hey, uh, we got reached out to. This is cool. Uh, and I just thought I had to save it to tell on the air. Only Richie probably remembers the days when we relied on Podbean. The CEO of Podbean mm-hmm. messaged me on LinkedIn this week to ask me Ooh. about H2G Radio. So I'm going to reach out to him. Reach uh, out. Awesome. <laughs> see what's we'll going on. We'll go back on. to Podbean. Yeah, we didn't have a lot of success. We went our own route. We've been self-managed ever since. So we'll see what Podbean. he's doing complimentary free access will come back yeah absolutely uh, that that'll do it that will do it all right uh let's see what else we got um fridays is free mess on fridays fantastic show they're pulling up on season two right i think we just had the season break there so they've got yeah yeah next- it's a, uh the two-parter finale is out right now come back and check us out Oh yeah, check out Free Mess on Friday, Saturdays, True Crime for the Innocent Mind. It is season two and it is gonna be nasty. We're starting with Ted Bundy. Uh season two of Andrew and Actors 
Andrew and Justin's actors breakdown. I'm on the show. I can't even mention it. Starring now Joshua Scales as well as join the cast. Um, hey. Go check that out. And uh, yeah, we'll be diving into some more of the details of acting and what it means to have the career. And then on Mondays, you can still catch the uh, what they're out full. The full season's out of the Boss Dog Show. So go check that out. H2G Radio. Everything's in the link tree. We'll see you next week for the Wire Sports Podcast. Live, laugh, love like it's your last. And uh, stay classy, would you? (laughs) Jay. This has been an H2G Radio production.